Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Record. And we're live. Not actually. This is the opposite of live. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. So, get this. So, we got done with the conference on... Hold on. Back up. So, the conference was over, right? We needed to get lunch before we loaded the buses to leave. We tried to go every single place. We tried to go to Subway and the person, the single person that was working at Subway quit their job right before we got there. And there was like no line. And so literally we saw this guy storm out of the place. We're like, what? And we try to go up and it says, sorry, we're closed. (laughs) And this guy had just quit. I felt so bad, but also we didn't get sandwiches. So we had to keep walking because we were starving and that guy was no longer employed. And we, we found the only place to eat that there was not a massive line. And it was at the Ripley's believe it or not wax museum. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And so we go up and the menu. I kid you not has hot dog, chili dog, nachos, and various combinations of the three. And that's the Ooh, only Oh, I bet option. that bus ride was, was smelly. Oh, dude, I had the nastiest hot dog in the world. Ugh. Yeah, it was not good. Plus, there was this statue of Donald Trump standing right next to the statue of John Cena. Yeah, and they were just looking at me from across the way. It was awful. <laughs> See, 2017 ended on a very sour on- note. <laughs> <laughs> On my on my um, plane ride home, well, not on the plane, in the airport, yeah. I went and I um, Josh from Twitter came up to me. He was like, hey, the Auxiliary Bishop of New York is here. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And so I went up to meet him and he was like, oh, hey, what's your name? And I was like, Patrick. And he's like, I'm Bishop Dominic or whatever. And he was like, I'm, are you flying to Phoenix as well? And I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm actually going back to Franciscan. And he was like, Franciscan? Where's that? And I was like, Steubenville. And he was like, Steubenville. And I was like, Ohio. And it took me five minutes to realize he was messing with me. Yikes. You're very, and you're I very was like, gullible when it comes to, to Steubenville. Like, you just get, bam. 
It's true. Yeah. What are you talking about, Steubenville? What do you mean? It's the best place on earth. How could you not hear of it? I'm Patrick. I go to Steubenville. <laughs> Take a shot. You know what the worst thing was on this trip was every time they mentioned Benedictine was, oh, Benedictine. You had to hear their gosh darn fight song. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, really. Oh, man. They're like, and we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the one time they. Like, they, they were talking about the state of Kansas, and we would all be like, yes, Kansas, go K-State, whatever. And then they'd say Benedictine. And then we'd be like, boo. Nobody ever mentioned K-State. We were the fourth biggest group there. We didn't get anything. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I know. I mean, the one time they mentioned Franciscan, and I know this is going to sound a little crass. It is. The one time they mentioned Franciscan is the president of your university. Oh, died. Day. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yikes. It was bad. By the way, it was pray like, for oh. Mike Scanlon, everybody. That's yeah, definitely. That's, uh, a big loss to the Franciscan community. But yeah, not to, that's very that's very sad. This is the crunch, <laughs> episode <laughs> seventeen. You are listening to Ethan. AKA at Propostle on Twitter. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. And we are exhausted. <laughs> and I'm sick. It's really bad. I don't know if I'm sick or my voice is just gone. I think because I had like a battery of allergies and then all of the screaming and my throat was just so raw. It was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I had a stuffy nose, and I think that it's like all of the mucus. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to talk oh, about it. Oh, that's disgusting. You're I had a really, you're an, really you're bad a nasty. Voice, but the Catching Foxes meetup. That was the, the worst. The Catching Foxes meetup was terrible. Like, it was not, no, I no, couldn't no. Talk. Like, it, was, it was a great time. We had so much fun. Oh, yeah. But as far as like our voices, we were in this bar in this really swanky hotel <laughs> trying to talk to all these people that were there for the Catching Foxes meetup, and we just had to. We were so hoarse that we had to yell, which was normal talking volume for everybody else, over just the general din of the room. <laughs> I, when I got back to my hotel, everyone's like, hey, Ethan, how was your thing? And I was like, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. <laughs> so it was worth, well worth it, though. Shout out to uh, Luke from Catching Foxes, Steve the Missionary. Um, who else was Lisa there? And Kevin Lisa and Kevin Cotter. Cotter. Oh, my gosh. We had a phenomenal conversation with Lisa and Kevin. That was so yeah. much fun. That was honestly getting there half an hour early. That was honestly the was best definitely night. not. Yeah. Oh my god. Let me let me set the scene for you. So okay, <laughs> me and Patrick go to this bar. Right. We know that the meetup starts at eleven, and we're like, all right, let's get there early. Let's stake it out because we because we're on, because we thought Matt Frad because we thought Matt Frad was going to be there, so we wanted to like be there and be ready to yeah. acquire an Australian, and <laughs> and so we get there early. Let me let me describe to you what Patrick is wearing, right? So he's got a beanie on. <laughs> he's got this beanie, this lidded beanie on. He's wearing that brown Franciscan hoodie. You know what I'm talking about. It says Fishers of Men on it. Everybody knows what it is. This brown Franciscan hoodie. He's wearing jeans, and we both have backpacks on. I'm dressed reasonably well. <laughs> I have a button down on. I'm wearing khakis. I have no nice boots because I figure we're going to go to a nice bar. Patrick's just like, well, here I am. And so we get to this <laughs> bar, and we're standing at this table next to this old couple. We're just standing there talking to each other with our backpacks on, and we look so incredibly out of place because neither of us are 21, so we can't order drinks. And it was just really, really awkward because we got there so early, and everybody was looking at us, and there were priests coming in, and they even thought that we were out of place, these full – Dominicans dressed in the full habits and they were looking at us like we were the standing out yeah (laughs) and Ethan's like Patrick I need to go to the bathroom come with me I'm like no absolutely not I held hands under the stall (laughs) 
Oh, it was great. Oh man, that actually was super super fun. Just that whole that whole it night. Was. That was on Thursday night, wasn't it? Whatever the sixth was. I don't even know what day de- like the days of the conference because it was all jumbled up. They all blended they together. Really did it was crazy. <laughs> oh man. So I just want to hear from you because we really didn't get to talk all that much because I was super busy with yeah. K State and just shepherding 175 people, not in the spiritual sense, but in the literal physical sense, getting my people around. <laughs> he had like his crozier and he was I like did. hitting people. I had, to, I, had to, I had to grab him by the neck and yank him off stage. But uh, it was, I just want to hear about kind of your conference experience um, and just kind of where, I mean, where you saw Christ, where you think uh, God spoke to you in kind of different areas, like through the talks or through the other moments, through meeting people. I just want to hear like what, what, uh, what uh, went down? Tell me about it. Yeah. So, like, Ethan's experience was spent in a huge group. Mine was the exact opposite. I was, like, lone wolf the entire time because I signed up for this conference by myself. I was going to it by myself, you know? Yeah. So I, I walked around and I met a lot of people, and um, we ended up handing out, like, 3,000 business cards. Um, I didn't even hand out, handed thousand, out by me. by the way. I didn't even get through the first box <laughs> that you gave me. But I did make it rain all over everyone. But yeah, so like that gives you the idea of how many people I talked yeah, to. I talked to so many crazy. people and it was fantastic. I'm proud of you. Thank you for doing um, that. I hope some of you are listening. Yeah. Shout out to you. If you're new, thanks but for coming. <laughs> other than that, unfortunately, my conference experience was actually very, very desolate. Really? <laughs> yeah. So like all time spent in prayer was just empty. Mm. And it was like, why? You know? Yeah. Because I was, I was talking to a couple of the Catholic Twitter people, and I was like, man, I'm so excited for adoration. Because I was like, adoration is always like this spiritual high. You know, I always like laugh during adoration, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was just sitting in adoration, and I was like, well, I guess I'll pray my rosary. And I was like, I really feel nothing. And I was like, maybe I'll go to this prayer team. And I was like, nah, I, I guess I'll go to confession. And then I was like, well, no. <laughs> and yeah, I was I was kind of like bouncing around. You know, it was it really sucked. And so... What ended up happening, I was in the line for prayer teams, and I saw the procession was starting. And so I ran back into the room, and I was like, where's the procession? And I was like, all right, I have time, so I'm going to go to confession. And then the confession line was super long, and I walked oh, – no, sorry, I watched the procession walk past where I was sitting, oh. and I was like, dang it, I missed it. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? This is the worst. And so I ran <laughs> – to like where the procession was about to be and I like pushed my way to the front and I was like alright Zacchaeus time I'm just imagining you and I'm just like sit- sprinting past the same group of people left and right and their just heads are just following you <laughs> as you're going back and forth and you just look like a complete idiot running exactly <laughs> ridiculous with my fashion. beanie on yeah. <laughs> my beanie wasn't on it was it was adoration a- but anyway but yeah so but this is like me, me running around is like the state that my soul was in. You know, I'm just like, I don't know what to do, what's happening, help. Mm-hmm. And so I run and like, I'm just like sitting in the, and the, the scripture verse, like the gospel story of Bartimaeus, the blind man comes into my head and I'm just like, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And like, that's all that I felt. And if you don't know the story, like Bartimaeus is kind of just sitting on the side of the road and he hears that Jesus is coming. He doesn't hear Jesus. He doesn't know that Jesus is coming ahead of time. He just hears someone just say, you know, Jesus is here. And then, I mean, you can just imagine this man who's sitting in darkness his entire life. And he's just like, I don't know 
what else to do, but he just starts like screaming for Jesus. Right. Yeah. And like, I don't know that that's kind of how I felt. And then like after the procession went by, like I felt close to Christ physically, you know, but not spiritually. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just walked, but he, like the procession went by and you know, that entire, there was an entire train of people following the procession. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I did. Like people walking with the procession. Yeah. They're all praying a rosary. It was like, it was so cool. I loved it. It was so cool. So like I was sitting on the ground and everyone around me got up and joined the procession. And I'm sitting like the procession is on my right and this wall of chairs is on my left and I'm kind of just like stuck there and I'm kind of just sitting and it's dark and all I can see are people's feet and I'm like, wow, this all sucks. So yeah, I know Seek was probably fantastic for you and you heard a ton of glory (laughs) stories, but it really wasn't. The fortunate thing is though that I went to a lot of talks that, for instance, Father Scott Trainer. Uh uh-huh did a talk on spiritual desolation. Oh yeah. That's perfect. And it really like, yeah, it gave me a lot to meditate on. And so I'm not like, what do I do with my prayer life? I don't know. I'm like in desolation, but it's like, okay. You know? Yeah. I'm fine. No, I get that. You don't, I mean, you don't necessarily need to have, I hate to use the word emotional high because that's a trigger for some people, you know, but you don't need to have emotional highs to have a successful conference. Like as long as you know that you're in desolation and you have things to meditate on to hopefully get yourself out of desolation at some point, you know, you're good. Get yourself out. Quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Quote unquote. It's not like you can, I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I had the, cause what I do have, Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. What I do have is a firm resolution, which is good. You know, cause like, my, that's what we during the conference. That's what we it wasn't about, very easy. That's what we talked about last week was having those firm resolutions. You know. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Way about to that. follow your like own advice, forever. Buster Brown. <laughs> it's true. Following your own advice is really hard. Yeah. But what I do have is a firm resolution and a resolve and like an awareness that I need to be following Christ, which is good. You know, I don't have to like feel happy about it. I just have to do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Tell fun stories. Now. Oh, that's good. Okay. Now that we get your sad portion of the podcast out of the way, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's it's still real, and I'm sure that happened to a lot of people. So it's good, at least, to know yeah. that. I mean, maybe someone out there, DM me. someone out there's not alone in their uh, spiritual struggles. But anyway, I had a great conference. Oh man, so much happened. <laughs> so we let's just start from the beginning. We had a bus breakdown on the side of the highway. Oh no! Yeah, so ha- like a third. Two-thirds of our group didn't get there until 8 p.m. on the first day. And even those of us that did get there at 4 o'clock, we didn't make it to the 5 o'clock mass. I didn't have a room until about 11.30 p.m. at my hotel. I hadn't showered for the whole first session. I was in the same sweatshirt I had been wearing all, like, for two days. It was just disgusting. So the conference didn't start the best <laughs> just from a <laughs> physical health standpoint. Um but it all ended up okay. The first day was really overwhelming for me. I was just super crazily overwhelmed. And I'm not one to normally get overwhelmed. I've been to tons of conferences. I've been to five Steubenvilles. I've been to an NCYC. I've been to retreats and all this stuff. I love being around these huge groups of people. That's just where I thrive. And the first day, you know, getting up for holy hour in the morning and getting seats and then being at the hour and 45-minute long mass with the 26-minute processional <laughs> they cut it down to 11 by the last day. So that's good at least. 
but doing yeah. that and then having the men's talk and then having quick lunch and then having sessions back to back and then having a quick dinner and then having to be back to safe seats and then having the keynote and then falling asleep during the keynote. Sorry, Dr. Street. And, uh, then leaving and then going to the, I think it was the eighties dance that night. Um, it was just boom, 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 really crazy. And so it was on, I think it was in between like the eighties dance and like the end of the session that night or something. But I was just talking to one of my friends from KU and I was like, yo, I'm really feeling overwhelmed. Like there's a lot of people here that are relying on me. I've got Twitter friends that are pulling me this way and other friends that are pulling me that way. I just don't know what to do. And they're like, you should just come to adoration. I was like, Oh, why didn't I think of that? That's like the easiest thing. So I just turned off my phone. I went to adoration. I just chilled and it was so good. And that just kind of recentered me and set me up for the rest of the conference. And so when I was at the eighties dance, this is the best story I'll ever tell. Maybe, I don't know, but it made me cry. So if I cry again, don't laugh at me, but I won't. <laughs> so this girl came up to me. I'm not going to say her name, but I hope it's okay. That I'm telling the story. I hope she's okay with it. I'm sure she is. The, the, the thing is that her friends introduce her now as the girl that made bro Postle cry, which is not something that I like to be spread around, but apparently it's happening. <laughs> so whatever. She told the story on the bus on her way home. She was on a, she was on a different bus. Obviously I hadn't met her before. So she comes up to me, right? She's like, Hey, are you bro Postle? Are you Ethan? I'm like, yeah, what's up? And she goes, this is super overwhelming. This is you know, I was in the group me with you guys and I follow you on Twitter and all these things. I'm like, Oh, it's fine. Whatever. It's really nice to meet you. I'm sorry that my big nose is intimidating, you know, cause it <laughs> extends to the next postal code, but <laughs> it's my favorite joke to make about my nose. But uh, she's like, no, it's fine. I just wanted to tell you something. I'm like, Oh, what's up? And she was like, um, you know, your Twitter account is the reason that I'm still Catholic. And I was like, Oh really? Uh that's wow. That's crazy. What do you mean? And she's like, well, I wasn't, I was thinking about leaving the church. I wasn't going to mass or anything. And I found your Twitter account and I went through it for three or four hours, just looking at everything that you had to say about the faith. And that next Sunday I went to mass and I've been back every single Sunday since. And I literally started crying in front of this girl because like that, it was just, it was such a beautiful moment to know that you know, God, like I, that was the first time that I had ever felt that God had used me for something, you know, and I'm sure he has in other ways. And I'm sure I was just too stupid to see it, but that's the first time that I ever felt, you know, I'm here. I'm, you know, being Christ to the world, even if it's just in the small way, if it's just one person out of 4,000, some that I didn't even know about that, you know, he has worked through me to transform her soul, which blew me away and it just totally just wrecked me like I cried that night I cried the next morning during adoration I cried during mass the next morning because all I could do is think about this and just reflecting on that fact that I had such an impact on someone it just it it totally changed the way that I saw the rest of the conference and it changed the way that I see like this ministry and this podcast and the twitter and all of that stuff and everything that I do is just in a whole new light now because of that and so, I don't know. It was just, it was nuts. It was crazy. I don't know what else to say about that, but that was really good. I don't know what else happened the other days. Um, we talked about the Catching Foxes meetup. That was huge. We talked about 
what happened on the other day? What was – oh, Adoration. Adoration was good. Oh, yeah. I had a great time in Adoration. <laughs> I don't know what you're good. talking about. No, it was awesome. So I – I always love adoration. I always my first like true conversion to Christ was at a Steubenville adoration, um, my freshman year, and so I've always loved the big adorations. And I think this one was especially good, just the way that it was done and the amount of people there, and the way that they were like handing off the monstrance to each other. It was just really, it was beautiful to see. And the guy beforehand, John Mark. Shout out John Mark. He's pretty cool. The guy that was leading the worship band. He's like, you You just need to take this time to rest in Christ. And I was like, I do need to take this time to rest in Christ. Yeah. But I cannot do that until I go to confession. Like, I just did not feel comfortable sitting there without. And I had just been a couple of weeks before, you know. But I really just felt like I needed to go. And so I went and I got in line. And this line was super long. I got yeah. in it fairly. I got up, you know, pretty much right after exposition and the Tantum Ergo. And I got right up and I went to the back, but there were, there were so many other people going, but it only, it took me maybe an hour to get through the line, maybe 45 minutes. I don't really know, but I prayed the rosary, right? And I finished that and I still wanted to keep praying, but I didn't just want to go through and pray all of the mysteries of the rosary. I could have done that. I would have had time to do that, but I didn't really feel like that's what I was supposed to do. So I started praying. I had this little chaplet that I made up. I didn't really make it up, but I took it from someone else. Ooh. But I tell people that I made it up. And I kind of twisted it to my own thing. So on every Hail Mary bead, I say, come Holy Spirit. And then on every Our Father bead, I'll say um, the Jesus prayer, which is Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And so I went through that, and I did that probably about 10, 11, 12 times as I was walking through the line after I prayed the rosary. And it was just a really good reminder. Like it didn't even feel like that long of a time. You know, I didn't feel the Holy spirit or anything, but the crazy thing is, is that a friend of mine, uh, prays in tongues and she just found out that she could do that this summer. And she had a really powerful experience during adoration. I'm not going to say that they were connected, but the spirit was definitely moving in some way, you know, during that night. And we heard someone, someone was laugh crying. It it definitely sounded like a Holy spirit laugh cry, you know? Like you've heard those before. Yeah. And that was that was happening during during adoration. So it was just really neat to kind of be praying to the Holy Spirit while also understanding that he was moving and hearing stories about how he was moving throughout the night. And that was really, really cool to see. Plus confession was awesome. Plus adoration in general was awesome. And all of my friends were crying and I cried a little bit when I heard everybody praying the Hail Mary together or the the rosary together as they were processing behind the Eucharist. It was mm. just beautiful. Just, oh man, it was a good time. It was a really good trip. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The gift of laughter during adoration is... Uh, 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 the gift of laughter during adoration. I'm going to break open water bottle number two. Hi, Mom. Can I borrow the car for my date tonight? <laughs> What date, Ethan? We're so pubescent. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just really like that the Holy Spirit does that through people because it's like little pockets of joy throughout mm-hmm. just an ocean of tears. Because yeah, like, beautiful. It, uh, it reminds us who God is, you know? Mm-hmm. He's not the God of desolation. He's not the God of tears. He's the God of laughter. He's the God of consolation. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to be content. He doesn't want us to be on the floor in tears every time we see him because that's not when we see him for the last time and eternally, we're not going to be crying. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, just think of all the times in the gospels when the apostles or the disciples like fall to the feet of Christ and he tells them, stand up and look at me in the face, you know, be happy that I'm here. You know, he doesn't want people to be, I don't know, but it's, you're right. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say on that, yeah. but you're you're totally right. You're always right, Patrick. <laughs> That's, yeah, like my friend my friend saw me praying in front of a crucifix one time with like my eyes closed and my head bowed. Yeah. And he was like, That's great, like a sign of reverence and meditation, you know? But your God the imagination like isn't enough to capture who God is, you know? It's not enough to capture the sacrifice of the cross. It's not enough to to view Christ in the sacrament, you know? So like Bowing before a crucifix and bowing before the adorate, before the monsters is great, but it they're made to be looked at. Yeah, you know they're meant to be adored yeah. and they're meant to be meditated upon. And so he's like, he's like, your 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 eyes are closed. Open your eyes. Look at Christ. Yeah, you're right. That's true. We're all over. We're all over the place. But it's That's all good okay. Stuff. It's really I'm very sleep deprived. My voice is almost gone. I just figure. I mean, like just talking about our experiences and just. I think is really important, but also like I want to kind of talk about the things that I want to do after this, you know, because yeah, I mean, even if you didn't go on seek and even if you didn't have never been on a conference, it's still important to know that, um, you can go forward with something and make resolutions and change at any point in time. You know, there are things that I wanted to do that I, just because I had more time in prayer this week than I would have had normally, I was able to figure out kind of more concrete things that I wanted to do this upcoming semester. I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. You feel me? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I was praying a lot and thinking a lot on the bus. Like I took a lot of time. I did a Lexio on the bus on the way back, and it was uh, the parable of the rich man who Jesus tells, you know, sell everything you have and follow me and all this stuff. And he's like, he went away dejected because he liked all of his stuff. And I'm like, I got you fam. You know, I know that, I know that feel. And so I know that feel, bro. Yeah. So I was praying through that and just thinking about kind of, you know, what, 
you know, Christ says, you know, you will receive 100 times what you give up for me. And so I was just thinking of like, what can I give up? Or what should I be giving up? What does God want me to give up? Is that something to do with my career? Is that something to do with my schooling? Is that something to do with my ministry? Like, like what area am I, you know, holding on to something that God doesn't want me to be holding on to? And I determined that I have no idea. And so (laughs) my schedule this semester is really lit because I don't start until 1130 on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which is great. And Ethan, seven months ago, wanted to sleep during that time. But Ethan now wants to get up and pray during that time. And so sleep is good. I mean, maybe catching up on sleep will be nice during that time. But also, I think I need to dedicate myself more to holy hours and going to adoration more because that's something I've been doing a lot over break and it's been really, really fruitful. And just being in adoration at seek and then thinking about like realizing that I have no idea, you know, what God wills for me as far as like that aspect of things. That's all just going to take more prayer, you know, and that's just a big realization. And heard hearing Curtis Martin talk about, you know, how when focus was struggling, they did, they, they extended their prayer time to instead of an hour a day, an hour and 30 minutes a day, you know, instead of me, you know, not doing that, I might as well do it. You know, like I have one adoration hour a week at my Newman center that I have signed up for, but there are six other days of the week in a 24 seven adoration chapel at a church five minutes away. That's not my Newman center. So, you know, why not go there twice a week, three times, three times a week, you know, whatever it takes, because that's, what's going to make a difference in my life is that more time in prayer, you know, I don't know. That's, that's all I have. That's just what I'm thinking about doing. And I need to figure out a concrete way to do it. And I don't want to say like every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1am or something, because that's really early. So I need to figure out what's, what will work best for me as far as making sure I still fulfill my school obligations and have enough sleep to operate. Mm. I don't know. I'm hammered. <laughs> On water. I'm drinking so much water. I took a NyQuil last night and passed out and slept for 12 hours. and It was great. And You slept for 12 hours last night? I got to my friend's I house did. in Wichita at 3 a.m., and had to wake up at nine to drive home. Ugh. Yeah, my my travels home for from Seek took about twenty four hours. All things total, like I was not I, from the time I left to the time I actually got back was about twenty four hours. Ugh, yeah, brutal. Oh man, oh, what were we talking about? We were talking about talking about things that we want to do. You know, some people on my bus were talking like they had been on seat before or whatever, but they were trying to make, they were trying not to fall away. And I think this is a lot what father Mike was talking about was like, we need to get to work. We need to start doing things. We can't just let like, once we go back home, we can't just let what we has experienced, like go away, you know? Yeah. So what do you do? And I think I use, I think you just need to pray more. That's just my answer. Just pray more and stop doing stupid yeah. crap. And boom, bada bing. You've got yourself a saint. Oh, wait, I've definitely said this on the podcast before. The whole growth thing. Yeah. Spiritual growth. Yeah. yeah. Grow. That's pretty much what it is. Try it's something like, new. I'm going to start. I think I'm going to start uh, 33 days to morning glory tomorrow. I've never done a Marian, oh, Marian yeah. consecration before. So I think I'm going to do it. Like, do it. There's totally things that everybody can do 
that you maybe heard about on the conference or you've heard about before. If you didn't go on the conference, I guarantee you've heard about Marian Consecration before. If you haven't, look it up because you know there are things like this all over the place. Maybe you want to start wearing a miraculous medal. Maybe you want to start a devotion to the Sacred Heart. Maybe you want to start a devotion to Divine Mercy. Maybe you know there's all these things that we hear about and we read about and we see you know people doing, but we never jump into them ourselves because we figure, Oh, I can do that later when I'm more spiritually mature. Like this is how you get more spiritually mature. You can't, somebody was talking to me. He had a great example is like, as far as prayer goes, you can't learn, like he compared it to swimming. Like you can't learn how to swim by sitting at the side of the pool and watching people swim. The only way you can learn is by jumping in and doing it yourself. And so some things will work. Some things won't work and that's fine. But I mean, at least for me, I'm just ready to just start doing stuff. And I have been doing things, but I want to do more things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at if you look at your relationship with Christ as a relationship, which you should, um, if you go on dates with your girlfriend, right, and you only ever go to the movies. I wish. I know. I know you hate it when I use dating analogies. Catholic Match, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> we got to tell that story last okay. about the Catholic Match guy. Okay. All right. So... Um, if you only ever go to the movies with your girlfriend, you're going to get bored. You're going to get bored of going to the movies all the time. You got to throw other stuff in the mix. You know, you gotta, you gotta go out to dinner. You gotta like go to the park. You gotta go to adoration. That one crosses over, (laughs) but you know what I'm saying? You can't just, you can't just only go to mass on Sundays and that's your relationship with Christ. That'll get old. You know, I agree. Try new stuff. Take risks. This I'm not. We are not advocating going to the Adoration Chapel and stealing the monstrance and taking Jesus to the movies with you. That is not at all risks. what we are saying. Um, please do not sue us. <laughs> canon law- right. canon lawyers don't at me. <laughs> yeah. So the Catholic Match guy. I think I want to talk about that. What? At Ryan Pig. Oh, Ryan Pig. What a cool guy. We um. Yeah, we met – so at the Catching Foxes meetup, this guy comes up to us and he's like, hi, I'm Ryan. I'm from Catholic Match. And Ethan and I look at each other <laughs> and we're like, no is way. Happening. This is it. <laughs> and then then Luke from Catching Foxes goes, yeah, we were trying to get Catching – we were trying to get Catholic Match to sponsor us in the beginning. And – then Ryan goes, yeah, that's actually why I'm here right now. And then he pushes us out of the way and goes, hi, I'm Luke. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Luke was very intoxicated. <laughs> he was he, – he is cool. I like he Luke. He was very cool. He's like, oh, yeah, you guys will definitely be on the show at some point. I'm like, are you just saying that because you're intoxicated? He goes, oh, yeah, but it will still happen. I'm like, great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But Cincinnati is on the other side of Ohio. I didn't realize Okay, that. Cincinnati is in a different state from where I am. You'll be fine. Yeah, it's 10 hours for you. I looked it up. It's not going to happen. Uh, please stop looking up my location. Fun fact, it, Patrick's passcode on his phone is the numbers for E-T-H-A-N. Someone please tell him that that's really <laughs> weird and he needs to change it. <laughs> I'm legitimately freaked out by. I'm that. going to because it's really it's really complicated because I have to like type it in and then hit OK, and I'm like I don't want that in my life. I don't understand what you're talking about. Do you have a, it's really fun though because like we, uh, if you try to type in Ethan, it looks like a little plus sign. It's like one, two, three, four. Yeah. Nobody nobody saw that because this is an audio podcast, Patrick. Oh crap! That's right. <laughs> we may or may not anyway. be clinically dumb. 
<laughs> but it's fine. Hey, look, we're reaching 33 minutes. Yeah, this is, this is about time to cut it off. Um, yeah. So if you're new, thanks for listening. If you're old, thanks for listening to us ramble on about Seek. I just really wanted to talk to Patrick about it, and I figured it'd be good for those of you that were maybe following on Twitter or Snapchat or something but didn't really know kind of the full story of what had happened this week. Maybe it was a bit interesting for you. If it wasn't, um, we'll have an actual topic next week. So sorry, but sue me. Um, thanks to everybody that we met. Thank you to Hannah, Lauren, Julie, Lizzie. It was really cool to meet all you people, Ryan, Jordana, Monica, etc. Um, Michael. Yeah. All those people, you know, if I met you, thank you. I'm glad I'm glad that you reached out to me. It was nice to take pictures, talk to people, give you stickers, give you business cards, all of those things. So thanks for being there. Please continue to pray for us. Um, yeah, I don't know. You have anything else to add? Nope. No? Sweet. Um, fun fact, we are going to be on Tommy Ty's podcast next week on January 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably be talking about Seek again, but we'll be talking about it with old people. So uh, it might be a bit of a different conversation. I don't know. It's going to be really fun. We're going to be talking about uh, this podcast and we'll be talking about Twitter and I don't know, all, all sorts of things. It'll be a really good time. You should definitely tune in um, to see what's up. Um, yeah. Other than that, he, he does the Catholic hipster podcast. The Catholic hipster podcast. Find it on iTunes. Yes, for sure. Is it on iTunes? I thought it was just on SoundCloud. Yes, it is. Oh, sweet. The more, you know, um, yeah, that's good. I think. Sweet. Uh, well, uh, please continue to pray for us. We'll be praying for you. Um, and we will see you on the Twitters. Adios. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.